Warning, the episode that you are about to listen to is filled with spoilers for the new movie, Spider-Man Far From Home. Um, to introduce the podcast, again, this is your boy, Derek, a.k.a. The Kid. Um, and this is the Role Models Podcast. I want to also bring in my co-host or extra host or extra supercalifragilisticexpialidocious dope host, Michael Shields. Hey, yeah, we back. We back with that spoiler cast, and we got a guest. Uh, we got a guest host today, as in the the smallest of the Mighty Shields. We got Landon, the Mighty Shields. Say hi, Landon. Say hi. Oh, you shy now? <laughs> <laughs> Landon, you gotta talk. The mic is hot. He's like, nah, it ain't happening, Chief. <laughs> is the mic hot? He sure is. He gonna say something in the middle of me uh, explaining something. But hey, this is what it means to be a dad, man. I'm trying to tell you, this is Black Dad Podcast where we put father in first. But uh, let's get right into it, man. Spider Man: Far From Home. We got into a spoiler v spoiler free kind of opinion on it in the uh, first half of this podcast, bro. I like this movie a lot. I really did. I did. What about you? Yeah. Oh man, I enjoyed the shit out of that damn movie. Like after everything that they talked about with the the snap and everything, man, worth it. I like that because you know this movie was filmed during our before. Oh yeah, during our before, uh, Endgame was being filmed. Actually, no, it was after Endgame was being. Endgame was filmed at the same time Infinity Wars was filmed. Yep. But I like that they cleaned up that mess. That was one of my biggest pet peeves in, at the end of Endgame where Peter Parker would go back, to, go back to school and then everybody just going back to school. It was like, no, apparently his whole class got snapped. And so when they went back, they just had to repeat the same stuff over while those other people aged with them. That's where that... Uh, what was the guy's name? Was it Steve? That was like a kid and he grew up and he was like this kind of like suave little like I'm about to steal MJ type guy. I forgot his name, but he was hilarious, especially when he caught Peter in. Uh, I forgot where they were, where they were. Uh, they made their first stop. It was Prague. And, yes. Where they were in Prague and he got the stealth suit. Prague. Yeah. That stealth suit? Worth it. I like it how it was they, like a how, modern. It was like a modern uh, Spider-Man noir suit. Yes, and the neat thing about it was it was made out of nothing but Kevlar. Like when I found out about that, I was like, okay, that's that's really dope. So if he was to get shot, he would have been, he would have been good. Which again, uh, Mysterio's punk ass. He sat up there and did that whole setup, and when he actually did shoot Spider-Man, that's kind of, that kind of pissed me off a little bit. I was like, "How dare you shoot this this saint of a hero?" All because of the fact that he found out something to, about you that you messed up on, right? Like, but like during the trailers and all that stuff, everyone's talking about, "Oh, the multiverse, the multiverse, the multiverse." Oh, uh, it kind of. Like it kind of threw in the speculation of is there an actual a multiverse? Did did the decimation actually happen? And like, do they explain some stuff about that? But 
I mean, when they were in school and everything, when they started the whole semester all over again, and they were talking about the blip, which they called it, which was funny as hell. And dude was just <laughs> the dude from the newscast for the school. So salty. Yeah. So salty. He was like, my younger brother is not my older brother. <laughs> he was like, that's just fucked up. <laughs> it's just like, no cussing. He was like, I mean, seriously, what, what does that mean? He was like, I'm the older brother, but he's older than me. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it does explain a lot of why he had to do high school all over again. But on top yeah. of that, like, it wasn't just Peter Parker. It was Aunt May. It was Happy Hogan. Happy Hogan, people. Also yeah. blip. Like, do they... Like, one thing that I know that Marvel probably won't touch on, but it's an interesting question to ask, what type of therapy did they have? Did it cause a mental strain? They, they kind of alluded to that in um, and Endgame, where, you know, Cap was kind of taking over Sam Wilson's role as dealing with, you know, people with that, uh, that needed, you know, counseling. But um, I would say even more people... The people that got, uh, yeah, Landon said, oh, um, but the people <laughs> that got left behind, so to speak, or didn't get snapped, I think they would be under more mental strain than the people that got snapped because for them, no time has passed. Right. But the thing about it is, though, like uh, Peter's teacher said when they were on the plane, his wife pretended to be blipped away, but she ran off with like some dude in our hiking group. Yeah. like. And he said, which, well, which, we had a... Oh, go ahead. I think that's an interesting concept because when you introduce people still existing five years after while other people have not... So let's say my wife and I, and I'm just going to use this as an example because I won't throw nobody in the bus. If I were to get snapped and then five years go by and she's able to... Right. If she's able, if she's able to do it, <laughs> if she was able to, you know, get over that grieving process and find somebody new, me coming back, not having experienced any of that, coming back to my wife married with a whole new family would be kind of jarring, you know? Yeah. Because because the way Endgame did it, they brought it back without changing the, the current time. So you about to throw a lot of people's families in disarray because you wanted to keep your daughter, Tony Stark. And my take about it is and you, you're hitting on my guy there. Tony Tony had his reasons, and that's why Cap sat up there and was like, Well, I understand you have your reasons and things along those lines. Because if you look at it, say if they go back, right? They go back in time. They say they snap everybody back into existence they don't know how that stuff works the only thing that they know is that Thanos snapped his finger and that was it was is is the infinity gauntlet based upon sheer will like nobody knows but apparently when the Hulk snapped everybody back like you heard Cap he was like we'll snap everybody back to today not five years ago but today so how would that play out? Would 
say they did send people back and all that stuff five years ago, does that mean that Peter Parker would have been graduated by now and already in college? Landon says, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think Landon's on to something on that way. But, or yeah, would like, he... <laughs> or would he would he be in college? Like, nobody knows. So, for the fact that Tony says, I can't lose what I have now, that's him saying, I'm taking precautions on how things are supposed to play out. We don't know how this works. This is new science to us. Something that's been unexplored. Say we do bring these people back, do we lose what we have now? Yeah. So I I like I like a lot of things that that, you know, that kind of set the president for kind of cleaned up at the, you know, cleaned up that in game stuff. Um, How do you feel about. And and I'm going to go off on a tangent a little bit. The switch up of Mary Jane, like. This is the only the only negative I say I would take I took from the movie is that. she started off, and even in Homecoming, she was like this badass kind of like really dark humored type girl. And then like halfway through, halfway through Far From Home, she was kind of like shy and reserved and all cutesy. I was like, I, that switch up didn't seem as organic to me. And well, I understand these are high schools; these are kids. Uh, and they, you know, that's, you know, how emotions, emotions are fleeting like that. Like they just go from back and forth, back and forth. But I think the transition was too quick. Well, I mean, you, you have to understand again, five years go by, you thought that you were dead. And they didn't know anything. Right. But that's the thing though. Like Peter knew what was going on. Peter kind of, Peter was pretty much there. You you go for five years not seeing this person, not talking to this person, things along those lines. The only thing you know is you were wiped from existence. And then you come back five years later. <laughs> Yo, I just my fault. I just had a fucking <laughs> I just had a fucking thought. So imagine you, Peter Parker, are you Mary Jane's parent, right? Uh-huh. And they get blipped, but you do not, right? Uh-huh. Now, you don't know if they're coming back or not, but uh-huh. they do come back, and, and they was they was supposed to be moved out the house, and they didn't get put, <laughs> and then they come back, and they ask, still in there, booting off you. God damn. Oh, man. I was That's like, tragic. man, I had my whole life planned out. I was supposed to go to Japan. Now I can't. <laughs> well, I mean, like, it's like what Aunt May said. Uh, when she blipped back into existence and everything like that, there was another family living in the apartment, and the wife thought that she was her husband's mistress, and uh, the woman's mom thought that she was a ghost, and so they had to explain all that. Like, that's how it plays out. I mean, it's just like, how do... For those people, say, for those people who were in planes, and and I'm going to get a little dark here, for people who were in who were in midair flight, say pilots were affected, things along those lines, we didn't hear about those disasters, stuff like that. The only thing that we know is people were wiped from existence. So we don't know what yeah. type of impact that had. So the people who died, who may have died in plane crashes, they brought back, 
I mean, and if they are, how are they brought back? Are they in the air or are they on the ground? (laughs) 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 If you look under your seat, there's a parachute. No. um, (laughs) But but see, that's the thing. Like, it gets you thinking about that stuff. Uh, One interesting thing. And I know this is this is pertaining to both Endgame and Spider Man because it kind of they kind of correlate with one another. Uh, after watching the uh, San Diego Comic Con and everything like that, and reading some of the articles, did you hear about what Thanos was originally supposed to do? <laughs> yeah, let <Lennon> hurt. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Thanos was supposed yeah. to go back to 2014, cut off Captain America's head, jump into 2023, and roll it in front of uh, that Captain America. There's no way. Yeah. I'm, surprised uh, let, I'm surprised he let Thor decapitate Thanos in a Disney movie. Well, I mean, Disney said that Marvel's going to be its own little entity. Granted, they're like the parent that watches their kid climb up a bunch of stairs and they've got that safety net to where they're like, mm, I don't think you need to be doing this. Yeah, you need to relax. Right. Um, so going into, again, going into some of these Spider-Man like, set pieces, I think the thing that makes Spider-Man a Spider-Man movie, um, we would jump right to the, uh, we could jump right to the Mysterio, like their first big fight together when they're, not necessarily the one where it's Peter is suitless, but the one where he's in the night monkey suit or the dark Estelle suit, and he's fighting with that Ferris wheel. I think in that moment, um, you have to see the two dynamics, whereas someone who's portraying to be fighting for uh, like revenge in Mysterio with his, what we, what we found out was a false storyline, which if you know anything about Mysterio, it was all fake. Um, but as well as like the dynamic of Peter Parker having things that he needs to protect. He has to protect the little person, the little guy. It can't just be him. It's like, it's the dynamic of all these responsibilities that are placed on him as a child, even though he's a hero and him having to, Way and balance what is the most important, what takes priority. And I think that he was trying to, I think that's something that Nick Cage was. Uh, Fury, not Cage. Nick Fury, not Nick Cage. Swear, bro, if Nick Cage is in there, the beat. No, fuck that, dog. <laughs> Nick Fury, sorry, I didn't mean to offend. I know Sam Jack gonna come in here and call me a motherfucker, but hey. Um, English motherfucker. Because Nick Fury is known for meddling. Um yeah. he doesn't really I don't think he's really accustomed. He's been a spy for so long. He doesn't care about the little thing, a uh, little guy. And Spider-Man has always been that hero for the little guy. Right. And so one thing, now that you brought up Nick Fury, one thing that had me question a lot of stuff. Right? The fact that he was a scroll the entire time, especially, especially after 
after Endgame. He said, I was going to approach you at the funeral, but I didn't think that that was the appropriate timing. Yeah. You mean to tell me that the Nick Fury that we saw in Infinity War that got decimated was a scroll the entire time? When did the actual Nick Fury step out of the picture? I think he's been gone for a long time, to be honest, because that what we saw him on that on that ship, and we're talking about the uh, the post credit scene. Are we skipping around the movie a little bit? But where it's like, all still uh, the same. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he's on what I would believe to be sword. So for you yep. for you guys who are not familiar with, there's the Earth Earth Defense, which is called uh, Shields, Shield. which which handle domestic uh, occurrences, and then there's the intergalactic defense, which is called SWORD, and so they kind of coexist, and Captain Marvel in the comics kind of led that while Captain America led S.H.I.E.L.D. down here, um, along with, Cap- with Nick Fury. Um, but, I, and when I saw that, I saw all them scrolls, I was like, well, we know Nick Fury's history. We know his, his uh, track record. He is going to turn on them. He's going to get them to ch- get those squirrels to turn on him. And with all the information that they have access, access to right now, it's going to bring about the next big event, which I thought was going to be Secret War- Wars. But this, I think, confirms it's going to be the Squirrel Invasion. Well, now that's one thing that I do want to dispute right there, sir. Uh, the Russo brothers have said, oh, I don't know. This is going to be the last Marvel movie that we work on for a while. Who knows? They might bring us back for, and he said, I don't know, some type of wars. It's a secret. And then people lost their mind for a second because for you to say that in a, in a, in a sentence yeah. all by itself, that's a speculation on top of that. That makes all the fanboys go crazy. <laughs> but with the scroll war, uh, with the scrolls and everything like that, again, it's a secret war. We don't know what side was on, uh, who was on what side, who's a scroll, who's a human. It was pretty much a fight to find out whose identity was really there. And mm-hmm. that's one thing that you really got to look into because who's to say that it isn't the secret wars and they're building up to something different at this particular point in time. Just like... um. It was like everybody was like, Spider-Man is the only superhero whose identity has not been exposed. And then in the post credit scene, you see Mysterio pretty much say, uh, Spider-Man's real name is, and then it cuts off, and then you see him pop back up again, Spider-Man's real name is Peter Parker. What the fuck does that mean? Let's talk about how they got the original actor from uh, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man to come back as J.J. Jameson. J.K. Simmons. Well, he he is the only person that gets to play that role. From I don't care. He that he is the best J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah. You you couldn't give me anybody else. Like I know that they're two different things, but the 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 Spider Man game that J. Jonah Jameson he's he's not all that enthusiastic. I I don't. But even don't he really... even he is model like there he's voice acting to sound like J uh, like Simmons. So I like that. Now uh, yeah. let's go let's get back into like the the set pieces. Uh, and I 
in the first half of this podcast, I was saying like there was a couple of spots that I didn't hit me like it was supposed to hit, and that being the illusions that he was causing. Now they were beautifully done, and they really made you feel like the hysteria that he was going through. But after just beating recently beating the Spider-Man PS4 game, where you where you get here's some spoilers for that when you get poisoned by Scorpion, it's kind of that same kind of sequence sequence of events down to. Yeah. The things that were happening to him, like it looked like frame by frame, frame for frame, although it's not, I know that, but it didn't hit me because I just saw that. Like, I was like, oh, okay, whatever. But it was still cool. But when he got, what hit me the most, what hit me the hardest, when he got plastered by that goddamn train. Oh, God. Oh, God. That, that scene, that got me. But I do want to say this much as far as the illusions are concerned. I like how they paid ode to the Marvel zombie comic mm-hmm. with that dead Iron Man. That was dope because you wouldn't have thought of, you know, Tony being buried with his suit. They would have, you know, put Tony, uh, they would have got the suit off or something like that. Friday was still active towards the end of Endgame. So she could have just, bloop, and everything would have fallen off and they could have got him in a suit. But that train scene, that disturbed me so much. Because I'm seriously thinking, he just killed Spider-Man. Now, granted, Spider-Man's got that reflex, but that's the, the thing that Tingle. was missing. The Peter Tingle. Bro, um, why are they so scared to say Spidey Sense? Because they're still trying to figure out what to call it. No, like, I'm talking about Marvel in, in general. Why are they so scared to say Spidey Sense? No, 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 no. I know what you're talking about, but that's what I'm saying. Like, they're waiting for the right time to introduce it. They're giving a comical aspect to it. But let Peter name it, it because May came up with it. So they thought it was a lighthearted thing. So if you let Peter name it, Peter's going to be like, oh, it's a spider sense. And speaking of spider sense, uh, everybody was like, well, why doesn't his spider sense work and this, that, and the other? Oh, you can dodge bullets, but you can't. Uh, dodge a banana, this, that, and the other. Peter has been gone for five years. His spider senses have not came into play all the way until probably like towards the end of the movie. But that and he like at this point of his uh, development as a hero, that's a some that's a a power he he gains gradually over time. And it, it, I know I'm trying to tell him, um, but. That's something that needs time to develop. I'm trying to tell him about the Spidey sense. <laughs> but uh, as far as, like, what? I'm, I'm trying to tell him, Bubba. <laughs> He's like, you take it too long. Because <laughs> I keep losing my train of thought because they keep tapping me. <laughs> Anything else you want to say to the pot? No? No. <laughs> okay. But uh, like I said, this is early on. And the thing about the spider sense is that... You don't stop talking to me. <laughs> the thing about the spider sense is that it uh, it only protects him from imminent danger. So if he doesn't... If it doesn't... If it's not going to kill him or majorly harm him, it doesn't actually trigger. And that's been a thing right. in the comic books forever. And I'm thinking he has he doesn't know that's how it works. Right. And like like I said, uh, where it 
towards the ending, it really kicked in. Like, oh. man, that scene where they were on that corridor, you couldn't tell me that wasn't the best, if not one of the best oh. parts of that movie. Because he sat up there and he was like, all right, Peter Tingle, come on. And all you see is him running down that fake dark hallway, taking out those robots, those drones. That's and... a lot like Daredevil. Oh my god. Whew! If they would have brought Daredevil into the MCU, I don't know what I would do. Especially this one. Charlie Cox. Great job, sir. Great job. But when towards the end, Peter was like, alright, Beck, give me the glasses. And he was like, you're right, you deserve them. This, that, the other. And then the next thing you know, he tries to shoot him, and Peter's like, not today. And he grabbed the gun? Bruh. You couldn't tell me that that was not one of the best moments for the for him to actually like figure something out. Yeah, I that that my favorite scene in the movie was when he was in the illusion, um, in that the cloud demon or whatever, a cloud elemental, and he was like doing the the zip line to each and every robot. And then, like uh-huh. him, you fighting the robot, the uh, like the drones on the street was pretty good. What I yes. don't like is that you knew the type of, you had a game plan going in. How you not, how you run out of how of webs? Well, I don't think I think what it was is like he wasn't really expecting that much of a a huge fight. And plus, also don't forget he made a brand new suit. So who's to say that there's a, a limit to what he can and can't provide as far as ammo web uh, web ammo is concerned? So I will give that to him. Uh, on the same note, I do that, like the way web shooters look on the suit, though. Yes, because they're I'm they're need not you to stop really closing in that that drawer for me. Bro. Can you stop? <laughs> Don't scare me when you close your fingers. In. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. But like you notice with the other ones especially in uh, at the very beginning when he went against the water elemental and everything like that. You notice how they were big and bulky when he when he popped his wrist together. And yeah. In, in this one, it's like they're discreet, they're small. So who's to say that he was just, I mean, he was doing this on the fly, like literally on the fly. So when he made that suit, that was pretty much it. And speaking of which, that fucking jet that he had? Oh. <laughs> had. Had. That shit, is in, that shit is confetti now. No, uh, trust me. I'm pretty sure Tony Stark made like five or six more just like that one. But that that plane, oh my God. I would not mind having something like that with a 3D printer in the back. Yeah. Let me, let me have something like that. A full-size 3D printer at that. And he's producing not only a suit, but a web shooter, cartridges. He's providing technology to go along with that. I'll take it. I I would not mind having that type of money to where that type of money or intellect to where I could do something like that. Dude, you know what just uh, caught me off guard? What's that? Just came to mind. So in Homecoming, Vulture, he, uh, when he was in, when he's in jail, Mm-hmm. He prom- when he before he went to jail, he promised Peter Parker he wouldn't give away his identity. Correct, right? 
And he told Herman, who was, we all know, Scorpion in, in jail, that he didn't know who the Spider-Man was. Right. Just to, for it to come out that he is his daughter's ex-boyfriend? <laughs> but like, see, that's the thing, though. But about that's to get thing, lit though. up in jail. No, I don't think he is. That's the thing, though. Peter doesn't, they said, I heard that you know who Spider-Man is. He was like, no, I don't. He was like, but any person that does, that's going to be a lot of valuable information. So for them to sit up there and be like, oh, well, Peter Parker used to date Toons' daughter. She's in witness protection. Number one. Number two, Bro, you don't know. Who is witness protection to aliens? That's true. But who's to say aliens are coming after them like that, though? Do the police even exist? That's what I want to know. Do <laughs> I mean uh, they didn't exist in this goddamn movie because I know you remember the trailer beating all them people with the uh, with the nano suit, spider suit, and he's like, I'm just doing your job. I'm too busy doing your job. I'm going on vacation. That scene never happened in the movie. Which is smart because everybody's thinking, oh, we're gonna see the iron spider suit. Nah. You saw it one good time when he was at the charity event. And they were doing it, uh, I guess that's called Feast or whatever. That yeah. was the only time that you saw it. But other than that... Well, get get used to Marvel in, con in conjunction with with uh, Disney to lie straight up to your face about in these trailers. Yeah. I and mean, that's fine. When, I'm fine with that. Because it keeps people from getting spoilers. What? Okay. But... On top of that, like, looking at the trailer and everything like that, I'm kind of glad that they didn't put that scene in there because that's something that you can actually see in full development. Just like uh, the scene, uh, they have a scene where Peter learns how to drive. Not many people know about that shit. He's got to be a normal teenager somehow. But yeah. what what was all left to Peter? You know. Because you know, Tony saw him as like his son before Morgan was even born. You know, you know, Tony left him something. Other than Edith. Yeah. Other than Edith. That, that scene where he was in the back of the jet and he just like, he just knew how to work Tony's technology. I think that's just him like coming into his own and like, this is the future of, you know, Spider-Man. What is going to happen? And and I don't know if you're familiar with, you know, the the re-release of some of these comics, but uh, have you heard of a comic run called Parker Industries? Yes. So I think this is where this is going, and I, and I that's my, that's one of my favorite suits in the Spider-Man game. I wear that suit more often than not. Um, oh, the Future Foundation. No, the spot the Peter Industries one where he has like the green glowing. Uh, it's like it looks like the Iron Spider suit, but it has a green glowing. Uh, oh, I know which one you're talking about. With the, yeah, yeah, that's I like that. But uh, I'm thinking this is the direction you're gonna go because you know in the MCU they kind of do a uh, amalgamation of all the different versions of them. So you got you got a little bit of Ultimate in there, you got a little bit of Amazing, and you got a little bit of Superior, and now you're gonna get this Parker Industries version of them. I'm hoping. With the, he's going to be like the, the, uh, 
the heir to the Tony the Tony Stark or Stark industry industry stuff. I mean, now that now that uh, 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 Pepper Potts is no longer in the picture, unfortunately, it would have been nice to see how that branched out, or at least have Gwyneth Paltrow sign in for at least a few cameos, mm-hmm. and to see how Morgan grows. That would have been great because you know that. In a way, it's like Marvel's way of saying Stark, the Stark era has ended. Yeah. And that's how that's how it's playing out. The Stark era has ended. Now it is on to, and then they're passing it on to, okay, you're going to get Spider-Man movies and this, that, and the other. And one thing that, Mike, I'm pretty sure you paid close attention to this too, how all the Marvel movies ended in three. Yeah. Iron Captain America, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, which is going to be later on in the in the years, forthcoming years. But all the movies ended in three. Now, Marvel is breaking that pattern, giving us Thor 4, Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, who's to say that they're not going to give us another, you know, another Spider-Man? They're not going to do like a time jump or something yeah. in the multiverse is going to kick off and there's going to be like this Peter Parker that we we don't know much about, but he's going to come into play, and it's going to be that's your Spider-Man now. Give me Miles. Well, they can't. <laughs> I know they can't. They he's can't. Not he. Yeah, not not yet, not yet. Because uh, into the Tom Spider-Man. Holland is like forty, and he looks like twenty-five. Like everybody they cast. Spider-Man to be, except for fucking Tobey Maguire, who looked like a grown-ass man when he was supposed to be in high school. Um, That's true. <laughs> but no, Peter, I mean, Tom Holland, he's in is his in 20s. everything now, by the way. Let's just let's, uh, talk about People. saturation. It's a, it, he's, it's, good thing, it's a good thing that he's actually good. Right. Well, I'm going to say this much right now. People, uh, the way to go is join Marvel, and it will open so many doors for you, especially if you have a great movie. I mean, look at Michael B. Jordan. Granted, he was on the shitty end of uh, the stick with the Fantastic Four reboot, but look at him now. He, This man has jumped into Black Panther. He has done Creed, which the first one was great, second one wasn't all that great. He's already yeah. he's he's already making his own anime. He's about to open up his own anime studio, and he's getting casted for like all these high profile movies. Uh, Chadwick Boseman, a man that not many people recognize. He him and the Russo brothers, Twenty One Bridges, which I'm gonna go see because it looks that fucking good. Yeah, but moral of the story. Join Marvel. Your career will excel at an alarming rate. You hey, will always have Marvel. We're, we're, we're accepting Marvel sponsorships, but so if you yes. wanna, if you wanna have us, hey, let me tell you something right now. We will sell out for Marvel. I don't care. Derek don't have no saying this. We are gonna sell out. If it's <laughs> like, hey, you have you have to be a Marvel only podcast. Hey, baby, come on, give me the check. I, I am not disagreeing with that at all because, I mean, 
granted, everybody's like, Marvel's overrated, Marvel's overrated. The only thing I gotta say about that is, fuck you. Marvel is perfect. It is, it, it, it pretty much destroyed everything in the comic book industry because it's one of the best. So, I mean, even if that means, now, I, I will say this in, in uh, accordance with Mike talking about we will sell out for Marvel. If they say I can meet Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans, yeah, go ahead. Send, send me that check, but I want that meeting first. <laughs> Let me sit down with them. <laughs> yeah. But we're going to wrap up because I don't want this to go on too much longer. But uh, anything that you would change about the movie? Um, I wish it would have arced a little bit. Kept Myster- Instead of killing Mysterio off, keep him... Uh, let him be. Uh, let Peter Parker be exposed, and then, like that hologram that was supposedly him being dead or his real body, mm-hmm. that should have been the real thing. And Mysterio escaped. So let Beck die, fake death, and then bring him back as like a secondary villain in the third movie, which is supposed to have Deadpool in it. Yeah, for me, I wish they would have. I wish they would have played with that Mysterio actually being a hero a little bit longer, or even mm-hmm. kind of lean into that multi universe where uh, uh, a gate gets open and an actual fake one comes in. Whereas mm-hmm. you have the two dynamics of the hero, and then the hero dies in against that flame elemental, and then you're stuck with the dynamic of. Peter doesn't know who's real and who's not type thing. Mm-hmm. But that's the only thing I would change, man. I, I don't know. It was a good I still like Homecoming better because it was more like that. Nothing's going to beat that car seat ride and the like with uh, Michael, Ke- uh, Michael Keaton. But I mean, that's it. But <laughs> uh, other than that, man, thank y'all for listening. Uh, if you haven't already, subscribe, uh, like, comment, share. Follow us on Instagram, I'm at the Mighty Shields. I'm also at the Mighty Shields on YouTube. That should be launching here within the next few days with a bunch of gameplay, a bunch of anime, a bunch of stuff. Like, we have a a variety of things, maybe a little vlogging because I got this beautiful baby boy. I got to show him off. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Tell him, Landon. (laughs) (laughs) And you guys can catch me on Instagram, Twitter uh, under just Derek, J U S. T underscore or dot D three R R I C K. And you can also catch me on the PSN. You the number one um, underscore kid. That's the letter U, the number one underscore kid. And um Mike, I'm gonna let you and Landon close this one out. All right. Well, as always, if you're hearing this, if you still listen to this, you're gonna hear this a second time. It's hot out in these streets. Drink that water, stay refreshed, stay hydrated. Landon, what you got to say? He's like, now when you put me on the spot. Say it's hot. He's trying to lick the mic. Okay, we're done here.